0: Hello from Diplomatic Language Services, and welcome to our podcast, Language Matters. We make language accessible to everyday people by discussing features which may not exist in other languages. I'm your host, Molly Sampson. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Language Matters. Uh, Again, I'm Molly, your host, and today we are talking about French, and we have with us Kevin. Who was originally from France, but has spent some time in Francophone Africa.
1: Bonjour, Kevin. Bonjour, Marie.
0: And we have Vincent, who is from Montreal, uh, so a French-Canadian. Uh, bonjour, Vincent. Bonjour. Uh, so I think probably the most interesting thing about French is the breadth of the speakers, uh, the number of countries and areas where it's spoken. Do you want to talk a little bit about where and why it's spoken where it is.
1: Sure. Um so French is uh the widely spoken language. It's spoken in uh in Europe, in uh, different countries, spoken in America and uh mostly in Africa and a little bit in Asia.
0: Is there an Asian country that speaks French as the predominant language?
1: No, there isn't.
0: Oh, um, so you're trying to go further than you're trying to reach
1: for <laughs> <laughs> the reach. Yeah, I think I probably say this from a French perspective, and uh, we we tend to th- to think about countries like Vietnam, which is I see, I uh, see a, a former colony uh, as as a French speaking country, and uh, there are a couple uh, places like like, uh, like this in, in Asia.
0: I see, um, I see. So wherever they eat pastries, really is.
2: <laughs> There's definitely a fascination with. French in Japan, from what I know. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's a spoken like if they speak it at all, but I know they're fascinated with French, so maybe you know that's a little bit of that there.
0: Can you talk a little bit about uh, the variations and the differences among the French that's spoken around the world?
2: Well, that's very interesting because being from obviously being from North America, my perspective is very American or Canadian, right? and Canada is a bilingual country, and I come from a bilingual region of that bilingual country. So not everyone speaks English or French, but when it comes to French, um, it's very particular because in my country, it's a matter like, um having the French language evolve and protecting the French language is a matter of survival for the language, right? Uh, we spoke about this earlier when if we didn't have certain laws in place and certain protections for the language, uh, then the language would disappear within one or two generations, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it has a different uh, meaning to speak French in North America than it does maybe in France, for instance.
0: So can you talk a little bit about the laws that you have in place?
2: Right. Well, in Canada, um, French is one of the two official languages, right? So there's some sort of recognition at the federal level. But when you look at the at the provinces, there's only one officially bilingual province, which is New Brunswick. And there's only one officially francophone province, which is Quebec. And in Quebec, because, uh, well, most of the francophones are in Quebec, well, we have laws like uh, Bill 101, which basically is a charter of the French language. Um, this law makes it... Um, makes it so that you have to you have to learn French it's important to learn French it is the language that is spoken in society and in mm-hmm. businesses and in commerce um, so you also have to advertise in French first you can advertise and live in English if you want obviously there's a there's about twenty percent uh, of the population in Quebec that speak English or are Anglophones but you have to you have to use French as much as possible in 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 public areas or in but only
0: in Quebec. Do only those laws Quebec. apply? They don't apply they don't. to the other provinces. They
2: don't. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: Kevin, do you want to talk a little bit about from a French perspective?
1: I think that at least from the French government is, is investing a lot of uh, time and money uh, into protecting the language. Basically, f- French used to be the international uh, language used, and the French government is really trying to invest into bring back French language on the international scene so they they the, the French government finances inst- institutions like uh, l'Alliance française they also finance international broadcasting networks like France 24 so they they invest to really like protect the French language uh, against the influence of English so there's sort of a, a a battle going there
2: yeah so basically now like what you what you're saying is very important like uh France wants to defend the French language. Quebec wants to defend the french language there's there are more there's more collaboration within la Francophonie right to defend and expand on the French language so I think um, some of the struggles that were um, that were mostly seen in Quebec when it comes to defending the French the French language are more understood now than they were before
1: So in France, we have this institution called l'académie française basically is used to really protect. The norm of of uh, what French should be and how French should be spoken in written so uh it's a it's a it, they're very very strict and they're following very strict rules to protect the french language and and so they are sort of they are trying to guarantee a a norm which would be probably the the French spoken in Paris which is There's a a big debate about this, and I'm sure Vincent would have uh, something to say uh, with regard to this.
2: Right, absolutely, because in Quebec, we have l'Office Québécois de la langue française, right? Mm -hmm. Which which has a similar uh, mission to l'Académie, but works a little bit faster, because, as I mentioned before, when it comes to the French language in North America and in Quebec, it's a matter of survival. So if we didn't have, if we had to wait for l'Académie to adopt some of the new... French vocabulary words, especially when it comes to new technologies, right? well, um, we would just end, end up using uh, English words. And since we're surrounded by this ocean of uh, you know, English speakers, then we would lose our language. So now there's more collaborations, but there, there, uh, there's definitely a, a game of tug of war between what, you know, what's right for, for the French language. Is it what l'Office Québécois is doing or is it what l'Académie is doing?
0: Yeah, so my question is, is this purely an academic exercise? Because when you actually get down onto the ground where the most of the speakers that speak French, they're in Africa. So it moves much faster than what people decide the language is going to be. So what is the acceptance of African speaker? I mean, must, there just must be a world of French out there that isn't even recognized by these two institutions? Or how does that, well, how does that even
1: work? Well, there's, there's a big debate about that question. I would argue that uh, a language is a living thing, and it's an open thing that evolves, and, and uh, we should be open about how the language is practiced, and we should sort of embrace the, the different variations of the language. But I think that the approach of the, the Académie Française is, is different. I think that it's sort of a, a, almost like a political tool that's used to guarantee, to guarantee sort of the dominance <laughs> of 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 a of, of france of france and a specific norm, and so they're using the language to guarantee this domi- this dominance, which is i mean we've seen it historically with uh with the colonization
0: but, but so maybe not not to be political here but to hold on to their last Thread of colonialism, like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the it last hold exactly. is the language. It's
1: it's it's, it's 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 one of the strong tools that they 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 used before and they're still using uh, nowadays, uh, if that makes sense. But but there are new inst- institutions like l'Organisation Organisation Internationale de la Francophonie, with people who are starting to think about French in a different way, who are embracing the 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 the, the different variations of French. And uh, and uh, me, as a French uh, citizen and French speaker, I also welcome this, and I'm really happy about it.
2: Mm, I think it's as absolutely necessary for the survival of the language, right? Because um, obviously, l'Académie will always be in France. It's never going to be elsewhere. Uh, they're always going to make the rules, uh, but they have to evolve. Because... Uh, you know, a different institution like l'Office Québécois de la langue française, Québec is not a, is not an, it's not a country. Québec is a province. Mm-hmm. And Canada mm-hmm. is is a bilingual uh, country. So it doesn't have the same interest as France does when it comes to the French language. So absolutely, it has to come from l'Académie, but it also has to come from uh, l'Organisation Internationale de la Francophonie and other institutions, in especially in Africa, that would push for a more inclusive French language, mm-hmm. I would say.
0: Well, then, let's talk about the actual variations um so when you guys speak to so you have north African French West African French, you even have some you know uh East African like in the Congo and things like that where French is spoken, and then haiti and uh somewhere some in south South America as well so of those variations do you guys find that you can communicate you know you probably have very standard French being from uh, educated in a French speaking school. So, what of the variations are there anything, any of them that you have trouble with, or what do you think is kind of the furthest away from what you guys learned or what you guys speak at home?
1: Yeah, so I think that since French is, sp- is spoken like in such a, a broad variation of countries and, and cultures, there's definitely a penetration of. of other cultures in, in, into into the French language, which is really interesting and fascinating uh so so if we talk about uh, northern North Africa because French is considered as the official language uh, official language, but there's also usually another language spoken, so it's interesting to see how so in they,
0: north Africa Arabic right, or Arabic, in West Africa it's a lot of the tribal
1: exactly language and it, and it influence. Goes both ways so the the Arabic or the tribal languages. Will uh, influence the French, but also the French will influence mm-hmm. the way people speak Arabic. Mm-hmm,
0: uh,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's 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 again it's an it's an open thing. It's living, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, you see the languages uh, who are influencing each other.
0: But are there any variations that you guys just don't understand that are far enough away from? Standard that you don't understand?
2: there's are, there are certainly expressions that are harder to understand, but French is French, right? It's just like English. If you go to Britain or if you go to Australia, you're still going to understand most of it, right? There's going to be. Well, diff- I could
0: argue when I go to, to Wales, I don't really understand a lot of what <laughs> so, they say. So. Right,
2: so there are differences, but the language itself stays the same, right? But um, the funny thing is that, let's say Kevin and I are having a conversation, then we'll have different words for similar things. We'll have different right. words for clothing, for for instance. We'll have different words for snow or for temperature uh, or different expressions that don't necessarily would translate.
0: For some examples, do you?
2: Well, we have in Canada, it's cold. So we have a lot of words that are used for snow or saying that it's cold or expression that basically, um, you know, image the fact that it's that it's very cold outside. Um, you know... uh, Yeah,
0: because you have to say it every day, right? (laughs) Right.
2: Like, um, uh, well, this is a pretty old expression, but it's something that I know of, which is like, c'est pas chaud pour la pompe à eau.
1: I do understand what you're saying, but... You would never hear that in France, (laughs) right? But what what are are you saying?
2: saying? That it's really cold, and and the the water pump is probably freezing.
1: Oh, oh, oh.
0: I see.
2: So yeah, things like that. But overall, in day-to-day life, um, it's mostly a matter of accent. You know, uh, Quebec has a very particular accent, but other places in the world have very particular accents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a special relationship between Quebec and France, for sure, because of the Western nature of societies, I would say. Um, so we tend to be very close, but also make fun of each other a little more. But these variations certainly exist elsewhere in Africa, for instance, but we don't talk about them as much as we probably should.
1: So again, this I would say, I would, I, I, would, I think that the, the norm is still centered in France and, and particularly in Paris. But for example, I would I would I would say that the, there's a variation, the a distinct variation in Africa that this is beginning to be accepted as such is, is the, the, the Français populaire or the Francais the French spoken in, in the Ivory Coast. Because they've they've mixed a little bit the local languages with the French and they've they have their particular expressions, um, but it's 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 almost what what makes the difference is that the French there is becoming the ver- vernacular language. It means that that's what that's the language that the people use to actually understand each other. It's becoming really really the first language that they speak, which is a particular situation because in other countries French is. Is, is is the language used by the administration it's the, the, language, official,
0: the official official language, language
1: but it's not the language that people use in the street to communicate uh, with each other uh, but but the, the case is, is is different in Ivory Coast. Uh, it seems that French is really becoming the language that people use uh, in the streets to communicate.
0: okay, well, let's move on to talk a little bit about the language itself. Um, you know I think a lot of people. Uh, have have studied it or are more familiar with it. But what do you guys think is the hardest thing for an English speaker when learning French? I would
2: say definitely pronunciation. Pronunciation, masculine, feminine, and the length of sentences and words. Uh, because if you look at English, it's, you know, usually the sentences are pretty short. There's, mm-hmm. you know, you have contractions and other things that make it potentially easier uh, to, to, to use. Uh, whereas when you hear, um, when you hear, people that don't that don't have french as a french as a first language speak the language usually pronunciation is is an issue is is right, the natural right, issue right? right um so that would And be having
0: studied french I'm not going to go into the sounds but maybe you guys can talk about the sounds that are particularly sure. hard so yeah. I don't have to reproduce them and embarrass I mean, myself
1: First one I would say is r the the r, the r that is yeah. R, the yeah r. Yes. yeah r so r it's always a problem there's also the u is always the i as
0: in uh, g- give an example of like, a word
1: like well, or uh, uh, union union yeah um so there's always a slight i in there for the for the english speaker so it's, it sounds more like a u or O, but it's never it kind of comes
0: mm. more like a like a nasally kind of
1: so it's it's guttural, mm-hmm. right? but you, so you push, but you push your, your mouth forward and you, and you kind of kind of block the nose. your nose. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, sir. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a technique you can put your tongue all the way <laughs> up front. It almost touches your your teeth, and you say you actually say e. Yeah.
2: Anything that you know is like l'oeil or things like that. Uh, de de. Uh, you know, for instance, we can say, like, oh, you know, a demain. Well, some people will say, what do you mean with two hands? A demain. So, what's the difference between a demain and a demain? You know? Okay. So, a, one is two, one is tomorrow.
0: So, for those of us that want to practice French, what are the two most annoying pronunciation issues that Americans do that you're like, oh, please don't do that?
2: Don't pronounce don't pronounce the s's at end of words. Okay. And also like the t's sometimes, unless
0: the s meets a vowel, right?
2: Well, it depends, right? Yeah, you would link, but you know, if you say um, or you know, h's are for the most part silent. Yeah. yeah. uh, Which is an issue that you see in English for with uh, you know. So
0: don't pronounce the s, and don't pronounce the h. Right. Okay.
1: I I could add to that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Don't pronounce the
0: n. N. Oh, so on instead of and exactly. like when you like the English like the N, you know: fonts, fonts. Okay, now I can practice those things. Um, and then my other question is, so masculine and feminine, you know, a bunch of languages have it, but my philosophy on masculine and feminine is, is maybe ignore it because you can understand me either way. but how much does that drive French speakers crazy when foreigners make mistakes with? masculine and feminine
2: well it's different for me than it is i think for kevin because you know again in canada a lot of people speak english and french and some people speak french not very well some people speak english not very well so we're very tolerant when it comes to these kinds of Mm -hmm. things but um so let's speak to the intolerant kevin
1: (laughs) (laughs) right um no i mean personally my mom actually migrated from the u.s and came to France at the age of 12, and mm. I think that 30 years later, 40 years later, she was still mixing, um, you know, the genre and, and making mistakes, and so I think for me, really, it sort of creates uh, funny situations more than something that would bother okay. me. Okay, um,
0: so I can wa- still walk around France and make mistakes, and yeah. people aren't going to yell at me.
1: I don't think so. And I think it's okay.
2: just, right, it's just a sign of respect, too, especially if you go to, uh, to <laughs> Quebec. If you speak a little bit of French, people are going to be so happy so stoked oh. they're going to want to help you they're going to be like oh my god this American person or English speaking person is incredibly polite they learn oh, a few well, words that's
0: last time I went they really didn't want to speak to me in French at all
2: because you didn't know me now you know me now so you can I, know. Say, I, I just know say <laughs>
0: I know Vincent please he said speak French to me right
2: just say you're a Montreal Canadians fan and then okay. it'll be fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay um, so we always like to end the episode with maybe an interesting idiom an idiomatic phrase or in some languages a proverb or I don't know uh you gave us one about snow before, but um is there anything that is that speaks French culture that's idiomatic?
1: So I was thinking about one. Uh, it says le savon uh, ne se lave pas lui-même. That's very good. So wh- wh- what would that mean, Vincent? Le savon ne this, se lave pas
2: lui-même. The soap doesn't clean itself.
0: Mm. Okay. And how's it how's it used? What does it mean is it from a particular area or do you use it in
1: well i, I think it's generally west africa basically it's more it's it's a almost philosoph- philosophical uh, where it's something about before casting a stone onto others check yourself out oh okay yeah. okay
2: you're maybe not as clean as you think you are
1: exactly Oh, oh,
0: oh okay okay um any anything that you can think
2: of one that I really like. I don't know that it's used outside of of where I'm from, but I really like faut um, pas s'enfarger dans les fleurs du tapis." So I don't think this one is used. Is right. That? So Entrargé. it basically don't trip on don't trip on the carpets, flowers. Right. Don't trip on the carpet. It, it basically means so
0: the 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 flowers in the carpet in the carpet. Like pick, right. The design right. of the flowers. Right.
2: Or don't. Yeah. Exactly. Don't. Don't. Don't trip on those, it basically means don't don't dwell on things that aren't important. Right? Okay. Just move Don't cry forward.
0: over spilled milk or right. something or, like that.
2: Or you know, don't argue over a comma if it's not necessary in the But commas
0: are very important they are very and important. we like to yeah. argue about them. So. Okay, well. so I'll I'll end on that note that commas are important. <laughs> 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 if you don't know how to use them, you should look it up. But okay. Well merci, Vincent, merci, Kevin. Thank you for being here. Merci, merci, moi. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Language Matters. Um, to our listeners, uh, you can continue the conversation by tweeting us at diplomaticls, LS, or you can find us on Facebook by searching for Diplomatic Language Services.